Hello and welcome to the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. My name is Ryan Johnson and I've got Dan Peisner with me today. Dan, welcome back. Thanks, Ryan. I'm happy to be here. All right. So I've got another great, great question for you today. You know, we talk a lot about sales tax. We talk a lot about the Wayfair decision, the Supreme Court, and, um, you know, that left a huge wake of companies having to register in different states, give them nexus in a lot of different places. But I don't know if we talk enough about income tax. You know, what income tax implications have you seen uh, because of Wayfair? Well, uh, that's a great question, Ryan. And uh, one of the, the biggest implications we've seen is just people, we, we've seen CPAs starting to ask more questions. Uh, sales tax is, is a very large liability if you're not collecting it. And so a lot of companies pay, have started paying close attention to sales tax. And a lot of companies have gone out and gotten registered in the wake of Wayfair. And what we've found is a lot of CPAs, uh, when they've come around to do the their uh, income taxes now are saying, now, now, wait a minute, if you're registered for sales tax, do I need to be looking at income tax in all these states? And, uh, and that's, and as with everything in the world of taxes, the answer is usually it depends. Uh, just because you have sales tax nexus, especially under the, the Wayfair rules does not necessarily mean that you have income tax nexus. Uh, income tax is a little bit of a, a different world that it has never been in most most states uh, for the most part have not followed the the predecessor to Wayfair the quill ruling uh, they they've been holding that that was purely a sales tax ruling and that they could impose their income tax on any company that that had that would met certain thresholds and and the physical presence was not necessarily one of them uh, however there is Income tax has a, a very unique limitation called Public Law 86272. Uh, that was the 272nd law passed in the 86th Congress, not necessarily in 1986. And it was a it was a temporary law that came out in the wake of uh, was it Eastern Portland cement ruling for the U.S. Supreme Court that said that they could that that they could impose a, an income tax just on a company that had no physical presence whatsoever in the state. So the, the Congress says, Congress is outraged. They have a session and they come back with 86272, which simply says that if you are selling only tangible personal property, if you, if you are doing nothing more than soliciting in a state, so you can actually have employees or independent reps going into that state as long as they are only soliciting if the orders are accepted from outside of that state and fulfilled from outside of that state, then that state cannot impose a net income tax on you. And because that's because you're dealing with interstate commerce, Congress has the authority to, to do that. And that law was passed as a temporary law under the idea that, that a commission would get together, look at the relevant factors and come out with recommendations for a more permanent law. Well, the commission did its work. They, they, uh, the states didn't like a, one bit of it, and the temporary law persists to this day. So uh, what, that, what that ultimately means is that uh, a lot of our clients and a lot of taxpayers out there that have, may have sales reps in a state, and that gives them that sales tax nexus, or they may have economic nexus under new, the new Wayfair laws, 
uh, if they're selling tangible personal property, they're not providing a service and they meet the other requirements, then they actually do not have to uh, file a net income tax. Now, that's, that, that's going to be a comfort to a lot of companies. However, there are some gotchas in there. If you look at uh, the Texas franchise tax, the Ohio commercial activities tax, uh, if you look at uh, the franchise tax for Missouri, North Carolina, all of those are not based on net income. And as a result, 86272 does not protect you from them. Additionally, uh, if you use some states like California that have that do have a, a full-fledged income tax, have an $800 minimum tax in the case of California, and, and there's a few, and I believe uh, New York and New Jersey may as well. But uh, because a minimum tax is not calculated based on net income, those states typically hold that those taxes are still due. So you may owe some minimum tax in those states, but it it can certainly be a, a better answer than owing tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in net income in the state. So uh, there's ultimately there's there's a little bit of analysis that needs to be done. Some states use called they call it factor presence, where they look at do you have any you have to have more than certain sales property or personnel uh, or payroll in the state before you have nexus. Uh, we just recommend being very careful with those thresholds because a lot of times they will, we've, we've seen some states say, put the, those three thresholds in, but then say that if they can get you on physical presence from having any employees in there, they'll, they'll get you on that too. So uh, you, you want to read all of the uh, fat, relevant factors when doing a, a nexus analysis, just to make sure you're not missing anything. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> One follow-up question. Do you see any ripples of change happening around income tax or do you, do you think it'll remain the same uh, for a while yet? Oh, we most certainly see ripples of, of change happening. Uh, income tax has always been, some states have kind of held, held it to a, a physical presence standard. But what we're seeing now is, uh, as I mentioned, tech, uh, Texas with their franchise tax, they recently went from physical presence to now they have an economic threshold, same as their sales tax. Hawaii has actually passed a, an economic threshold now. Uh, believe it, I believe they went with the same as their, their economic threshold for sales tax, $100,000 in, in uh, gross receipts or 200 individual transactions. And I would not be surprised to see a few other states uh, start to go that way. It, it, it doesn't make as much it, you may not see all of them do it necessarily. Uh, as far as thresholds go, $100,000 in gross sales is a lot more in sales tax than it's going to be in income tax just because of the, you're, you're paying tax on margin and not on gross receipts. So it's, uh, some states are going to do the math and see that, the, that it's, they're going to be doing more work for, for not as many dollars. And, and, and there's, there's a good reason that they oftentimes will use different thresholds for the two taxes. But I would expect to see a few more start to lower their thresholds at least in order to oh. capture more dollars. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dan, so much for the information and I uh, hope to see you on another one. My pleasure. Anytime, Ryan.